Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join a community of like-minded agency owners and scale your business while doing so, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call to explore options on how we can help you scale your agency. What is good agency owners? I've been getting the question by a lot of high-level executives. I got this question from an executive running a, I think they're doing like 40 million annually. How do I executive plan and benchmark and goal set for my organization as a whole where it trickles down into the appropriate departments without it becoming a nuance? We're working on EOS, but it's not really scaling. By the way, as you know, I think EOS is good if you go from nothing, but it is not a world-class tool. It is not. It is not, it is not, it is not. It is a good tool for most businesses, but you will bottleneck at some point. So this is a Loom video training I made. You're going to obviously hear the recording of it and the audio. And please reach out if this is something you hear and you want to do in your business, but you're struggling to have questions. What is good? If you're running a 100 to 400 person organization or even a little bit smaller, how you could intentionally be breaking down annual planning into goals, KPIs, and benchmarks per department and per team. This is one of the biggest topics of conversation at the start of any year and the beginning of any year, because most executives struggle on how you can do this. And I'm going to be breaking down the the Amazon way. Now, in any business, as you move into a new fiscal year or a calendar year, the goal should be simple in nature, right? It, It should be fiscally driven, in my opinion. And that in of itself, everyone understands that. When you break those things down to department or business unit goals, Same thing. Those are usually pretty simple. How much do we want this business unit to deliver in terms of revenue and profit? And then maybe other initiatives. Okay, so we now have that per each business unit. And if those are our goals, the next thing is where people struggle. They struggle. Okay, I understand what I want my whole department to do, but like I have a project management team or I got this backend technology team. Like what the heck do they do? One of the hardest things as an agency owner is building a team that can actually execute without needing you, can deliver results that you could trust to learn things fast and deliver every single time. The reality though, most of us can't afford top tier talent. And even those of us who can afford top tier talent doesn't know how to get the best talent to work for us. That's why I built the eight figure funnel. I've been able to hire over six eight-figure COOs and convince them to come work for me to help my clients grow. Guys that have already been there and done that, that have run 20, 30, 50, 80 million dollar a year companies working for someone who's not even 30 years old. I've put this all into a simple ebook so you can do exactly the same thing. If you want access to this ebook, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash value and grab one of my best pieces of free content that I've ever released today. 
Hey there, this is Jordan Ross, your host of How to Scale an Agency, and thank you so much for listening. If this podcast has given you any value, if you listen to it weekly or you're just tuning in on a blue moon, please like and subscribe and give us a good review. Reviews are the easiest way that we can help other agency owners expand their information, their knowledge, and grow their companies, which is why we do this. We do this to help each and every one of you make business growth simpler. So like I've said, if you've received value, we do not promote our podcasts any other way except through word of mouth. We don't have sponsors because we want to keep this as high level for you as possible. If you could return just a little bit of a thank you back to us, we would so greatly appreciate it. Now, let's get back to the show. So here's how I look at it. In any business, we have four constraints. That is it. There are only four constraints for your business. Leads, demand generation, or marketing, right? Sales and conversion or closing. Capacity, which is usually a talent constraint, or sometimes there is technological constraint, or LTV, lifetime value, how much your clients are paying you. When you are thinking about your department goals, once you have your goals, I think the next fruitful step to take as an executive is to map out, build four columns and say, okay, these are the four areas of constraints that we can have in this business unit or this department. We are going to map out all of our constraints because there's really two things. You could either grow your business by leaving constraints, or if you have a like a massive initiative that can really blow the lid off leads and sales, sometimes and a lot of times that could solve everything else. And a great example of that is one of the guys I am close with, he runs an organization, they do $30 million annually. And he told me that when they were doing $10 million annually, he wrote a book that was a bestseller on Amazon, but then they started sending that book to 300 to 400 prospects a month in the mail. And that one initiative grew them by $10 million annually. So that wouldn't really be a constraint because that line of thinking is usually outside of constraints thinking. So that's more of a a reverse engineering success and Pareto's principle of the 80-20 rule. In this example, I just want you to think about constraints. So in each department, write the list of constraints and then identify if we're going to alleviate or work through these constraints, what initiatives do we need to have, number one, and then what benchmarks do we need to start setting from a KPI perspective to solve them? So let's just use an example for a sales team. Let's say you have a sales team and the sales team bottleneck is that we have two things. Not enough leads are showing up to calls and let's say we are closing less than benchmark, like closing less than we want to. Our closers were closing at 15% and our show up rate to calls was 50%. Those are constraints that we want to put on the board and say, hey, how do we solve these, right? What's the benchmark we want to strive for? Okay, we want 75% of our calls to show and we want to close 25% of our deals. Those are now benchmarks. And if we are going to start working towards, towards those benchmarks, you then start to need to ideate what are all of the ways we can improve processes in this department. Those processes then get broken down into actions per department. So make a list of all your constraints, start to divvy those out in the departments to who the owners of those constraints are and start to have them project manage initiatives. Now within that, we can from here have a list of initiatives and solutions, which would be focused more on goal setting, but then we also need benchmarks. And I already said, if we are underselling a service, a package, a media package, right? Do we have the right benchmarks? And if we don't have the right benchmarks, what are the right benchmarks? 
And that could be broken down into pods, right? So every department, if you have 100 people, you, you probably have you know, at least two, three, four, five departments. And then in each department, you're not going to have more than 20 people, right? That could 5X and say of a 100 person department. You need to align each department on what are the benchmarks of that department? Are they crystal clear? Are they crystal clear? Does each department have very clear benchmarks that they could say, hey, these are the benchmarks. At Amazon, every department on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, on daily basis, we call this the operational plan. We would preset benchmarks and then we would measure in a report on a daily basis every single line item. I'm talking about a report that has like 20, 30, 40 line items a day. If we miss those benchmarks, this is where we were supposed to be on this line item and this data point. This is where we were. Here's what we're going to do to improve it. So you should benchmark in a department. That's one way to identify how to trickle down company goals down to department goals, down to constraints down to goals and benchmarks, and it always starts with benchmarks. The second thing are those constraints. What are the problems we need to solve? Now, let's just say if you're an IT department, usually IT, if you're not running that department well, you're going to cause constraints around operational capacity. That company or that team will have benchmarks around ticket resolution, right? If they don't resolve tickets, then you're slowing down the rest of the business, which is only going to affect usually operational capacity. But if there are true constraints that are preventing the growth of a department, the growth of a team that are preventing capacity, that are preventing LTV, we need to be project managing constraints on a department level. And then those trickle down into actions for individual owners and teams. At Amazon, we would bring out subject matter experts. For constraints that were found in a department, subject matter experts would be the ones that would step out of their role. So if they're working a full-time role, they're now going to dedicate 5, 10, 20% of their time to solve constraints. So maybe you need to identify, are there subject matter experts in my business that can start leaving constraints? And the same goes for initiatives. This is now focused on growing and improving the business. You could still use the subject matter expert, but it's less of an alleviation of a constraint. And it's more that we are creating a new initiative that can grow this business, that can grow this department. So let's just give a quick example. Let's just say as a business, you're looking to generate 100x or 10x more leads into your business. And you've identified that on a global level, if you're able to get into 1,000 publications on a global level the upcoming year, then you should be able to have your inbound demand met. The initiative is 1,000 publications that you guys are released in on a global level. That should also alleviate a constraint, but this is more of an initiative, right? Because a constraint for sales or marketing, it's a constraint could be we have less people, we're not getting enough leads, but the leads we have, they're not qualified. Or we're only producing X amount of leads from this attribution source. Those are constraints that we want to optimize. Initiatives are more goal-oriented. So these are the three prongs, benchmarks, constraints, initiatives. You want to break those down for departments. Within your departments, you want to identify if we could trickle those down into benchmarks for pods that are correlated to one of these three like buckets, lead gen, marketing, sales, sales and conversion, capacity, LTV, one of those four buckets. And each business unit should have benchmarks. I remember specifically going to Amazon, the IT team had a benchmark for the amount of tickets that could be open. Every department, every team should have these benchmarks. And sometimes that's all you need. You don't need problem solving constraints for every department. 
constraints and initiative should go to key stakeholders inside the business you trust, but every team must at bare minimum have constraints. And then when you go into those annual planning meetings, you're sharing the new goals for the new year. That's it. I do know this is complicated. And if you are seeing this and you're getting bound for your business, whether your business is smaller or larger, feel free to reach out because I'm more than happy to take the time to walk you through this and set some concrete strategy. Cheers. What is good, agency owners? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are looking for support growing your agency and are not sure the best way to do that, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call where you will book a call with us and we will start our process to help you figure out what is the best way to grow your business. We're going to review your systems, add value, and help you understand a new model and system that you can start to build that is going to easily enable massive growth this year. Once again, that is eightfigureagency.co forward slash call, where we will help you scale your agency and add $10,000 in MRR per month. Cheers.